Ladies and gentlemen, welcome your hosts for late night tonight. <laughs> me, Matt. And Hello it's, everybody. It's Cat. And it's Cat. <laughs> I don't know. We, we I'm still gonna I, I, at this point I, I I feel like I do need to ask like a James Lott Jr. or something to be like, hey man, can you record a a sound clip or something of you being like it's late night tonight with Matt and Gad. Welcome tonight's guest, the chat. You know something, something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, Janet's here. Hi, Janet. <laughs> Hi, Janet. What's going on, Janet? Hanging out <laughs> with us here late night tonight. Late night late tonight. Night. Ten p.m. over on the East Coast. Eleven p.m. for wherever the heck Kelly is. Over Who knows there, if she'll join yeah. us tonight? Probably not. Oh well, she's probably snoozing already. But, you know, uh, to satisfy the algorithm tonight, we will be ranking the Desperate Housewives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, that, but that's it. Be, be, but beyond that, you know, it's, it's loosey-goosey. It's chill. Loosey-goosey. You know, that's the point of Late Night Tonight. It isn't to necessarily be about something more than just whatever it is I try to hook somebody to come watch us with. You know? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, more, it's more, you know, it's, it's a hangout. It's a chill time. You get the mornings with James Lott Jr. and you can have tonight. With us. On Thursdays, yeah. Yeah, on Thursdays, once a week. Hey, everybody, welcome. <laughs> uh, it's finally warmed up in Texas, says Janet. So that's good. We had a killer rainstorm in Los Angeles once again over the last couple of days. Mm -hmm. Like torrential downpour. Mm -hmm. It's it's become commonplace. It's like It'll I brought go. the rain with me from the Bay Area. It's it's going to go away. It's It's spring is going to come. Well, I understand that, but I mean, like, last winter and then this winter, mm -hmm. like, yeah. it's been supremely wet for down yeah, here. Yeah, because California's out of the drought. Yay! Oh, right. For, I mean, for now, for how long, though? Mm, probably five years or so. Oh, well, that's good. I'll be in a drought again. I mean, I, I like the, the way wind, it happens. you know, so I'm not going to sit here and complain about it. I'm happy mm. it's there, but it's finally warmed up in Texas, so so great for the Texans. I don't know what sort mm -hmm. of, I don't, I don't know, I, I don't watch the weather channel, so I don't really know what they were dealing with, but. Well, it was lovely here today. It was like 70. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was, not, I don't know what the temperature was, but it wasn't cold. You know, just a sleeve, just to be, just to be comfortable. Mm-hmm. You go out mm -hmm. there, the sun was shining, the wet was still somewhat saturated with some rainwater. Because there's poor drainage in, in Los Angeles, which is weird. I figured, I figured the drainage in LA should be like supreme because we don't get that much water and should we. Shouldn't we want to, like, catch as much of it as possible? Well, well, I when I was there, at least the surroundings area where you live, everything is inadequate when it comes to... <laughs> There's a lot of infrastructure inadequacies. Hey, you know, there um, is. There's a ton. Another benefit of Late Night Tonight is, is you can see the studio, like, in between the week. Or at least my studio. In between uh -huh. the week, where Anna once again has vacated the building. She's done what? She's once again, she's vacated the building. Anna is no longer hanging out. Oh, with yeah. Oh, she fell, huh? Just done. Just done. Chandra's here. Hey, Chandra. Hi, Chandra. Hey, Chandra. Hey, Chandra. Hey, Chandra. You, know, you, gotta, you, you leave it, leave it to leave it to the chat to one, say hello, and to two, make sure we always talk about General Hospital. I don't know if we should answer this. I think we, I, Janet, I think we should save it for Sunday. Or, you know, I can just answer you now. Do you think the Spencer storyline will perk up back up again in May? I don't think so. 
That's just my personal opinion. That, that guy comes back for what, two months? Why bother? Don't bother. Now, <laughs> I think if Spencer returns, he'll, um, he'll return um, as, you know, he won't be Nicholas Chavez anymore. Probably not. I don't think so. No, no, no. But we could we could pick up the GH chat on Sunday. I would be really surprised, but you know, they it does they do surprise me sometimes on that show. Every once in a while. Yep. Every once in a while. You don't know. You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows really, except for the people that work there and are making it. Mm -mm, Figure no these things out. It's not us. It's definitely not us here on the tenth floor. We're just going along for the ride. We're just hanging out. <laughs> you know. Doing yeah. what it is that we do. Uh, so, you know, I mean, my, my, I mean, last week I made that big revelation, you know, that my life has lip turned upside down as they used to say in the nineties. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm keeping busy, you know, I'm doing That's stuff. That's you know, good. I, made, I made a little Dungeons and Dragons YouTube channel and Twitter account so I can try oh, to be a good. dork that way. You know, see, 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 yeah. maybe some people be interested in my, in my little nerd chats about how to run a D&D &D game. <laughs> well, so, Matt, running a D&D &D game, you could actually, like, teach how to do that. I mean, I, you're really good at it. I mean, I do okay at it. Um, I really rely on, actually, the people that I, that I play with because they mm -hmm. know how to do it so well that I don't really have to think about much, like, mechanics-wise. Uh -huh. Like, uh -huh. what, what, what do I do to satisfy the game functions to allow my character to do this thing? Like, I... Mm -hmm. I don't really ever have to think about those things. Hmm. Uh, a lot of other people do. It's uh -huh. like it's like trying to program the thing as it goes, you know. Anyway, mm -hmm. anyway, anyway, go check that out though. It's called Tenth Floor D and D. You know, I try to keep the branding the same to make it easy for anybody that might be interested in me as a human being. I guess. I guess so. Huh? I mean, you can't do the All Stars, and the problem with that is because it's spelled the All Stars. And so when you search that, it's not going to come up with the way that I pronounce it. Right. <laughs> it's true. You know, you know, I mean, because it uh -huh. would have been great to have been like, you know, it's the All-Stars podcasting, but it just, it, there's no way. There's no way. There's no the way. The All-Stars, everything else would come up if somebody were to Google it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it wouldn't work right. It no. wouldn't. No, not at all. Not at all. Shonda wants mm -hmm. to know, have you been able to sleep in? Have one day where you, where you shower and just put your PJs back on? That's every day, Chandra. <laughs> Denim is for losers. I'm always in comfortable pants. <laughs> uh, you know, I try not to sleep. Of course I have. You know, I think the first two nights I put the sleep mask on and just let my body ride. Uh, but I do try to wake up when the, the sun pokes through this window here. Um, and wakes me up. It's usually in about seven in the morning. Um, because I just, you know, I feel like a regular schedule is probably still best for me. I think it would be actually, I, you know, of course, um, laying around and, 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 uh, not having a, not having a time is, is, I think it's, uh, good to do that once in a while. But I think, I think that you can get yourself into a rut of just being, you know, yeah, I don't. I don't want to. Pajama boy. I don't want to do that twelve p.m. to three a.m. schedule or anything like that. Um, and you know, there's no no fault in in people who are who are following that. Uh, but when it comes down to it, being the being on the west coast and then starting like a Twitter, you know, attempt at a conversation or or something like today today on Twitter, go follow us. I asked if you could pick your five 
leads on General Hospital, who would they be? And mm -hmm. uh, that's gotten a lot of responses. And I can't mm -hmm. do that at noon. If I were to do that at noon, it's 3 p.m. for everybody else, you know? Like, mm, yeah. Yeah. You know, i got to get started a little earlier than that. Plus, I miss all the drama if I get into it too late. Uh-huh. I have to watch those arguments in real time. In real time. In real time. In real time. <laughs> I have to see the back <laughs> and forths, the quote tweets. Mm -hmm. The fun little nicknames. I have to watch mm -hmm. it devolve into something else that's not about the show, but about the people who are having the argument. Oh, gosh, it's just a terrible way to spend my day. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't camp out on Twitter like that. No. I, I try my best to not get sucked into that sort of stuff. Try my best. Janet says that she follows, she follows the Twitter account and likes it. So thank you for that, Janet. She likes some comments. Who'd you pick for the five? Let me know. Tell me in the chat. Curious. To what your five, five leads? The... Yeah, if you were to pick five characters from General Hospital who were the de facto unquestionable leads, it doesn't have to be who are they right now, but who do you think they should be or who would you prefer? Who would they be? And so there's been a lot okay. of responses. I'll tell you. I mean, we'll get into it deeper on, on Sunday, which is why I asked mm -hmm. the question. Uh, but yeah. if you're curious about what some of those answers are, go check it out. You know, you can follow us at 10th Floor GH. Find the tweet. It's easy to find. It's like a couple of them down on the regular page. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look. I also asked, uh, you know, what are your... Pretty eight? easy. I also asked, what are your eight supporting characters? But that one's not as popular because I asked for eight. That's a lot. <laughs> That's a lot. That's a lot. I was pushing it for people who might be uh, more interested in the thought project. The thought mm -hmm. experiment, you know, whatever it is that people say about stuff, mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, but beyond that, you know, I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remain creative. I'm trying to keep things flowing. I'm trying to not sit around and, and, and just uh, watch uh, documentaries. I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm trying to, trying to do stuff, trying to make mm -hmm. things, mm -hmm. trying to, trying to, trying to hack out a couple of words here and there. Maybe I can string yep. together or something, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm working on stuff. Good. Finally got one of those payments to go through, which is great. You got one of your payments to go through? Yeah, finally. You know, one of the many that I have been waiting on. That's good, Matt. <laughs> so one of That's four good. has arrived. Oh, good. So, uh, good. so waiting on, 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 and so, you know, that, that's, that's been a shot of comfort. Uh, so that's nice. Yeah. So, you know, well, you know, time is chugging along and everything's going to be all right. I'm going to, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm really invested in trying to make it so I'm, not necessarily back to the nine to five grind of something that's just going to be that desk. You know, let's see if I can do something more with my existence here in Los Angeles. That would be great. Yeah, yeah, you know, that's the intention. That's that would be intention. great. <laughs> as long as you're taking time to reset, I'm happy, Sashandra, and thank you very much. You know, think, you know, trying to not let stuff get to me, and uh, there's no reason for it to. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like I'm battling it back or having, having uh, you know, deep intrinsic thoughts with myself every morning, psyching myself into the day. That's that's not the case. I actually find myself kind of in a lull in the afternoon where I'm like, I need to be doing, I should be doing something right now. It's a thing, I should find something, I'm going to do something. And then I wind up like, make, doing something. like making a, a Gordon Ramsay, um, <laughs> uh, um, uh, Whatever you soak meat in. I don't know the word. I don't know why I don't Like a know marinade? That. Yeah, that's the word. Okay. <laughs> you made a Gordon Ramsay marinade? I did. I made a Gordon Ramsay marinade with Gordon Ramsay approved ingredients. 
Oh, do you like Gordon Ramsay? Uh, so I struggle with cooking big time. Big time. Huge I, I... time. And I have been also struggling when it comes to the simple thing of like, well, just look up a recipe and follow that, right? You know, and, then, and, and I do, and then it's just awful and awful, and it's bad, and it's bad, and it's bad, and it's bad. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly I just don't have nothing. I, I've got whatever the green thumb is for cooking, I don't have it. The green spatula. Yeah. You know? Well, uh, so, so that's like what I was thinking. Like the golden spatula kind of thing, yeah. Here, here's the thing about that, though. I had just been Googling, like, you know, what's a good roast beef what's a good whatever what's a good da, 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 da. and what? i would find you know like the homegoods.com eats.com right all that kind of stuff and i pull those recipes mm -hmm. and try those and they're 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 no good you guys those are bad ones and so i'm like i'm gonna do something different i'm gonna look up i'm i'm, I'm, I'm gonna google it i'm gonna google gordon mm -hmm. ramsay marinade for steak and one of them and came you up. Found one. I found one. I followed it. There was balsamic vinegar. There was soy yeah. sauce. There was dark brown sugar. There was salt and what? pepper. Uh huh. Uh, what else was in there? Uh, Worcestershire. Mm -hmm. I think. Did I say garlic. soy sauce? Soy sauce, garlic. Uh, you know, you know, um, gar garlic powder, you know, onion powder, that, that mm -hmm. of the like, that sort of stuff. Yeah. Uh, rosemary went into it. Rosemary. Oh. You know, you know, because you need yeah. herbs, you know, more yeah. than just black pepper, right? Yes. That's what they say. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just regurgitating what I've been told. Uh, <laughs> so you, so I did that and I put the meat in it and I, and I stored that in the refrigerator for more than an hour. Okay. <laughs> did it's you cook key. it already? Did you yeah. cook it? Well, no, you gotta, you gotta marinate it first. Oh, okay. So, so I thought it. maybe you already did that though. No, 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 no. So you're going to cook it, are you going to cook it today or tomorrow? No, no, I, I mean, so I, I cooked it yesterday. So I left it in the fridge for more than an hour, then pulled oh, okay. it out after that more than an hour had expired. Mm -hmm. And then I was, uh, and then, and then, and then I had some, I had some coaching, some live coaching to make sure that the butter was right in the pan, to make sure uh -huh. it was flipped when it needed to be flipped. Uh -huh. And then we finished it off by throwing it in the, um, the air fryer. Oh, huh. just to make sure that it stayed hot, you know, just just continue that that heat going, but it's not on the the cast iron skillet anymore, right. so it doesn't burn the outside. Uh huh. And it came out medium well. It was good. It was good. It was good. Oh. I, I was I was happy with the result. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I. Excuse me. Since it is something I have to do, for the most part, I mean. Kind of can't avoid it to a certain degree, um, but I since it is something I have to do, I sure wish I found more joy in it. I don't like cooking. I understand. I feel very I like much it. the same. It's just, it's just another job for me. I don't find the I don't find the joy of it. I don't find the creativity in it. Like a lot, I I have so many friends. I have tons of friends. That don't feel like I do. I have so many. Like, great. I mean, you can I know bring a me lot dinner every night, of people please. that really enjoy cooking and, you know, find it find it to be an outlet for all kinds of stuff for them. I'm not into it either. I get you. I totally understand. I don't I don't dig it. No, I don't get it. It makes like me I, frustrated. Like, and like I said, since it is something you pretty much have to do, I wish I, I, wish I could find a way to enjoy it, but I, I try to and I just... 
don't. You know what? If I don't cook, you know what happens if I don't cook? Everybody's My freaking stop. kitchen stays clean. That's what happens? <laughs> it's a lovely thing. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> they can't they can't mess it up if nothing's happening on the inside. Just dust it every once in a while. <laughs> uh, Chandra says that her grandmother that grandmother was the same. She was an excellent excellent. She was an excellent cook. But it was a chore for her. Yeah. I mean, I cook okay. I don't cook great. I can cook as well as... I guess I could cook better if I if I really wanted to. But what I want to be mostly when I'm cooking is done. It's done. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. No, I totally, totally, oh, my God. I'm sure there's far, far more people that relate to that, uh, I bet, than it is like, I love it. Every second of it. Oh, man, layering the flavors on top of each other and then presenting mm -hmm. it to my family who meets me with their bright, happy faces. And I just, it's, that's not for everybody. That's for dang sure. Mm -mm. That's for dang sure. Now, now, Shanta's grandma, you know, it was a church. It was a chore for her. I imagine she was doing that before the convenience of modern technology as well. I, I'm sure she, I'm sure she was, you know, it was, everything was harder mm -hmm. then. you know, there wasn't, um, Tools weren't as good, and there was just more scratch cooking. And oh yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, it took a, I look took more time. You're not going to go. You know, what cracks me up about. Yeah. You know what cracks me about the old days, though, like the old days, like from when your grandmother mm -hmm. was. You know, um, it it amazes me how much work folks put on themselves back then. Mm -hmm. Like ironing sheets and handkerchiefs and stuff like that. We want to hang, but why? I guess why? when you have, when you, when <laughs> there, when you have less, and I'm not saying because everybody was poor, but just because people just kind of had way less, you know, back then, mm -hmm. um, there wasn't the, the, you didn't have a, a Coles and a Target and a Walmart mm -hmm. and a Macy's and the whole mall, all of these places to go and mm -hmm. get new clothing and replace the, this, that, or the other thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that there was just a lot more value placed on the items that you had. And so the presentation of keeping everything fresh and nice and starched and all of I that. I understand it to a certain degree because things weren't tumble dried. So they weren't as soft, you know, things mm -hmm. were crunchier and more wrinkled. Right. And, you know, there wasn't, and, and things weren't so permapressed when it came to fabrics and blends back then, mm -hmm. you know, so... But like, like for instance, like my dad used to starch his Levi's. Well, he didn't do it. He had other people and do it for him. There is the second point. All of yeah. these people who wanted this stuff wasn't doing it than themselves. They were having other. <laughs> they were having their wife, their kid, whoever, you know, yeah. handle it. So it's a lot easier to be like, well, I need to keep my crisp, mm -hmm. gentlemanly uh, presentation everywhere I go. If you're not doing it. You know, and that ended. Uh, that ended about the time we got a clothes dryer. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I thought it was so weird even back then. And I was a little kid, and I thought it was so weird. I'm, and he was a machinist too, so he used to go. You know, he had, he didn't have uh, he didn't have a clean job. Just walking around yeah. with crunchy jeans. Yeah, he had it. You know, and why did they need to be? Why did they have to be? And they had to be creased too. That is strange. Like creased, 
Crease to 501 butterfly Levi's. It's like I'm gonna wear. I have to wear these pants because I'm 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 a blue collar worker, but I'm yeah. gonna look like their trousers. Like like uh, he slacks. was a spiffy looking dude. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, this was like what the 60s, 70s, right? This is the 60s. 60s. This so maybe so. maybe it was just some sort of weird 60s choice. Well, and it made it, sense at the time. And that's the way he wore his Levi's when he was a teenager. Oh, okay. So it's a it's a fifties choice, forties choice. Yeah, it's a fifties kind of thing. And my grandmother used to starch them for him, and then my mom started doing it. I even had to do it a couple of times, and then we got a clothes dryer, and Dad got over himself. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember why he got over himself. It's just that we didn't do that anymore. Like some, he, I don't uh, know because he wasn't one to take an ultimatum. So, um, like uh, maybe. The fact that it wasn't on a clothesline anymore just changed his perception of these needing to be ironed and starched. Now, I don't know. That's what it's going to be one of and those then, unanswered and then, questions. And then, you know, there would be like periods, long periods of time where we didn't have a clothes dryer, too, because um, if it broke, it would sit there for a long time before it fixed it. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't have to dry the clothes. It wasn't important to him, right? Like no. it all goes to that same mentality, and and we we as a society we've we've made a lot of progress. Not all the progress, but a lot of progress, um, in in removing that sort of thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. I I can only talk for the people that I know in the areas that I live in. I I don't know what it's like in in central Ohio. Uh, for these kinds of things uh, but in my very experience, different than burbank california yeah i imagine <laughs> um but i'm I, <laughs> I i feel like at least it seems as though perhaps um not so many people are finding themselves uh, with that sort of setup in their life which is great it's wonderful it's wonderful uh chandra follows up that her grandma didn't believe in technology she made everything from scratch and her idea was tech was using the sunbeam mixer. So I guess that's so like, I'm going to save my arm and that's it. So anything at all that she plugged in, anything <laughs> at all. huh? Uh, yeah. She said microwaves <laughs> would kill you. She's probably right about that though. Mm -hmm. Maybe not necessarily the microwave itself, but what you make in the microwave, you know, cause chances are you're, you're doing some sort of frozen processed food in the microwave. Yeah. Some people actually cook, cook in a microwave. I don't I can't understand. imagine. Like, if I have to run the microwave for longer than five minutes to, to make something, I'm I, I'm getting nervous. Like, this is too long. <laughs> this thing can't be running this long. It's going to catch on fire. It's going to blow up. It's, it's something. Something is going to go wrong. You know, like, will you microwave your turkey for half an hour? I'm not leaving the microwave on for half an hour. No, that's way too much. I don't, I don't burn something think, out. I don't think microwaves are... To me, microwaves are for... Heating things up, heating up leftovers and making a hot pocket. And that's about it. Pocket. Exactly. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe you can it. get some, some pre-made frozen pancakes because you just don't yeah, feel like getting mixed like yourself. Like now, cooking, no. Now, pancakes aren't hard. So, you know, the fact that there are frozen pre-made pancakes out there for people who just really don't want to or just, I don't know, super on the run. I only have a minute and a half to shovel this in my mouth and get out of here. Let me get my frozen pancakes. Like McDonald pancakes, though they're really tasty. They're too tasty. How do they do it? They're fluffy, huh? <laughs> you know, like they're not bad. They're not you gotta bad. microwave them right. Popcorn too, says Chandra. Gotta remind her. Yes, popcorn. We're we're not doing that jiffy pop on the stove anymore, like the beginning of Scream. No, but I think you can still find jiffy pop though. Oh, oh absolutely. I pass it in the grocery store all the time, but I'm I'm not doing it. 
not doing it. That's what I used. I I loved Jiffy Pop when I was a kid. You know, we the microwaves weren't all that around. And pop, I don't think microwave popcorn was out yet. Hmm. Um, and um, I didn't have a microwave for a long time. We didn't have a microwave. So you just stuck those, and I remember, those disposable like, Jiffy Pops on the stove. Like, when they were when they first came out, my radar range, and um, they were enormously big. Uh-huh. And very heavy. Work. And you making popcorn, just pop, pop, pop. and then and then like what to do what like there was was there did you have a VA, v, VCR or something? Like, of course. Okay, I don't know when those came some out. Some people had oh I guess, yeah. Right? Oh, I remember. Some people had there, beta and some people had VHS. There was a that '70s show episode about the foremans getting a VCR that I remember now. And Red was gonna tape. Red was gonna tape the game, and then watch it immediately after. And the kid, he was like, "Why don't you just watch the game?" He's like, "Well, because we have a VCR, right?" And then, like mm-hmm. for some, he didn't hit the button or something, and wound up not being able to watch it after all. Sitcom. <laughs> oh goodness! Speaking of something that's not a sitcom, Desperate Housewives. Desperate Housewives was not a sit. Well, it had hilarious moments. It was a dramedy, a thousand percent a dramedy. Yes. <laughs> so as you have seen, I've got the cast down here. Jiffy's still around, says Chandra. She confirms it. Yeah. She had an air popper. Maybe I'll buy some Jiffy Pop and have the girl have the girls make it. it might be they fun. would think that was fun. Yeah, and then like watching Kanto or something. I don't know what they yeah, like. Yeah, have Scarlett and Ellie hmm? make some Jiffy Pop. You they always try to come up with some sort of grandparent plan. Trying to keep things active and fun. I try. I try. Well, you know, you, you have your memories of having a great time at your grandparents' house. I do. I have wonderful memories of, of my grandparents. They they had a very, very, very fun house. And I have tried to mimic um, them very much. I mean, right down to what I have in my backyard. There you go. Well, there you go. Because, you know, you know, it worked for you. Why wouldn't it work for anybody else? And so far it has. Mm-hmm. You need to turn it into like a ball field in a, in a dance studio or something at some point. I don't, I don't know <laughs> what the needs will change as the years go on. I think one of the cutest things that uh, one of the girls said to me uh, a few months ago was she was she was just all bubbly and excited. She's like, Grandma, Grandma, you have your own park. Yeah. In your backyard. You have yeah. your own park. That little, little place set back there. It still gets some use. <laughs> <laughs> Not as much as when you know when they were littler, littler, but uh, it still gets used. They're still out there climbing on that thing. No, I, yeah, actually, I think um, that place that's got about three years left in it, and it's going to be torn down. That's fine. You don't need it after that. I won't need it anymore after yeah. that. <laughs> I don't think so. Hey, Jeannie. Jeannie got her first VCR in 1984 because she had to tape Santa Barbara so she could watch it along with her other soaps. Let me tell you about. The very, very, very first VCR that I ever saw, and most people have never seen this. It was called Cartrovision. When when my when I met my husband, I was only of 15 course. years old, and my grand and his Matthew's grandfather, my father-in-law, was <laughs> way ahead of his time. He was Mr. Tech Dude. He was a he, gadget gadget. He guy was a time. gadget dude. And he had this. And I, I was like, what is that? And it was big. It was like, it, <clears throat> kind of, it, it was probably like maybe, maybe about 
18 inches wide or so and about okay. 18 inches deep. And it was on, it was really heavy and it was on kind of like rollers. Mm. And it had this drawer that came out, <clears throat> like clunk, big old, and it had big giant tapes like this, you guys. And they looked like eight tracks. <laughs> but it was video. I mean, this is like prehistoric VCRs. This man was always ahead of the times when it came he, he to was. ways to consume movies and TV. Like that, that was the thing. He really liked that stuff. He loved that stuff. He loved it. And so he and, had the, the Betamax and this thing you're talking about. And, and yeah. he was the first person I don't know to have, have a TiVo. He was the first person yeah, I know to he, order from Netflix. Yes. And do you remember, Matt, he would, at one time he had like six VCRs all hooked up at the same time? Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly what his goal was. Other he than could read, like, and then he had splitters everywhere. Yeah. But it, he would record. And then they also, <laughs> my favorite part about that setup was the big TV was always set to, to like when we would go and visit, mm -hmm. there would be some sort of sport on all the time. Yeah. And then there would be that other littler TV that had all my children playing. Yes. They had like, a, <laughs> they had like and they had one of those projecting TVs, you know, where like everything weighed a million pounds. And like the front of it had like these projector things, like color projector things. And this drawer came out at the front of the TV. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was very yeah, odd. The red, the red, green, and blue projector, yes. and somehow it turned it. Yeah, I remember. It was, we we would. It was uh, like prehistoric big screens. They too were also the first people I knew that had a Super Nintendo. Yeah. You know, we got it shortly after for our house, but they were the first person that I know that that got one. And I'm like, why on earth do they have a Super Nintendo? And it's because one, it's it's a gadget. <laughs> <laughs> and two, they had grandkids that came a couple of times a year, you know? Yeah. Um, but I remember they would set it up on that big projector TV, and it was epic for this, you know, me as this little squirt playing on this, I don't even know how big it is, 60? That thing, that thing was so big and clunky. Very heavy. It, it was so heavy, it was like, it was like comparable to the to the weight of like a piano or something. Yeah, it was, yeah, if that thing was massive. It was massive. But it worked forever. The first time I ever watched Star Wars was on that. Really? Hmm? Well, it was, I watched, I watched a, got, they finally well, got rid disc. of it. I'm sure somebody got a hernia movement. It just, they finally got it was rid all, of it. It was, it was always in that basement until they got rid of it. I don't know who did, who, who took it, but yeah, it must've been a job and a half. But yeah, when the first time I watched Star Wars was on a laser disc on that projection TV in the basement area of Grandma Lou and Grandma Carl's house. Yeah, yeah, so that means the first time yes. I watched Star Wars, it was like the original cut, you guys. It wasn't one of these re-edited ones that the kids get now. This was like the mm -hmm. one from 1977. It was on a laser disc. Oh. They didn't change anything. Yeah. He, <laughs> he was something with all that, wasn't he? Yeah. I bet he had an Atari. But anyway, so the, car, the cartridge vision thing, you guys, I know why that plate, that thing went out of business. I know I didn't, it didn't, you know, technology of VHS was so much better. But this cartridge thing broke down constantly. <laughs> too and it many was like, got, got itself wrapped wrapped up constantly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like a, and it was like the drawer was like plunk. It was so odd. And I never saw one anywhere ever else except for their house. Hmm. I wonder how much they sold that laser disc for. I don't know. Yeah, I remember people, like people. People would 
probably pay a premium to get like the original cut of Star Wars now. Oh, that thing's maybe. been butchered oh. a lot. It's been it's been redone and reanimated and re this and re that so many times that I don't, I don't even know where someone would be able to find the original cut of it. Not that that matters. That was just my brain tangent there. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Uh, Jeannie says the microwave was huge when she got one. Just huge. Um, uh, when my mom... And that stuff moved... was super expensive back then, too. Yeah, you're not going to get one for 65 bucks at Walmart, right? No, I remember, I remember like a, a VCR was like six or 700 bucks. I remember the very first CD player, single CD player I bought mm -hmm. was like almost $300. Yeah. And that's back in the 80s. That's a lot. Yeah, that is a lot of money. Yeah. Gosh, and you know, I, I got a Walkman or whatever when I was a teenager that played CDs. It wasn't 800 bucks. Sure wasn't. Sure wasn't. Sure wasn't. <laughs> sure but you know, wasn't. hey, you know, I, I didn't have a crank record player, though. You know, those those had gone out of fashion by then. Well, I bet you they know, used to I sell those of, things like lunchboxes, though. I, I kind of wish. Well, that's what I kind of had planned to do and I just you know one of those procrastination things I haven't done it you know how I have a how I have your grandparents old um you know you guys remember those cabinet uh, stereos you know the wooden ones we lift up the top so I have my my mother-in-law and father-in-laws I have it here and the reason why I wanted that piece of furniture because it doesn't currently work but the reason why I wanted it is because um they my my father-in-law and mother-in-law were out um shopping for this thing and she was pregnant with my husband and she went into labor while they were out shopping for it oh. so that's why i love that piece of furniture so my father-in-law being mr gadget and, and well inspector gadget he wasn't good at it sometimes he wrecked that thing <laughs> and um trying to mess with it he was messing with a frequency or something on it he was messing with it because they were in, they went to Spain and they took that piece of furniture with them. And he was, the electricity, something was different. Mm -hmm. And he tried to get it to work and he jacked the whole thing up good. It never worked <laughs> again. <laughs> and they kept it and kept it and, kept and they it. kept it. They kept it probably for the same reason why I like it, you know. <laughs> it's got such an endearing um, story with it. Mm -hmm. But I would, I, I would like to just take the turntable out of it. And just plunk a new one in there. Just kind of place it in there. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and, you know, you could still open the top and, and use it. It just wouldn't have, you know, it's got all those old tubes and crap in it from 1961. Well, we don't want to use it that way well, anyway, hey, right? buy us several copies and maybe we can contribute to this to this, uh, to this project. We can make it happen. We can, we can resurrect this console is what Jeannie calls it. Yep. Yep. And it's got a turntable and a radio in it. Yeah. And yeah, but I think, you know, you could gut it and put and put new stuff in it and it and make it work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, and Chandra has her granny's console. So there you go. Look at that. Mm-hmm. I love those <laughs> things. I think they're cool. Yeah, yeah. Kai Wan's here and he immediately started talking about Desperate Housewives, which we have barely like we haven't done at all. We haven't done that, Kai Wan. How's it going, Kai Wan? Kaiwan says the show was the best. It was so good, wasn't it? Yes. yes it was yes. so good. It was, so, so, you know, growing up, you know, before it became General Hospital, 
there was always a weekly show that we would watch. By the way, I'm, I'm late night tonighting at the Savoy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, where, that's where we do. I just need a martini glass and an illuminated table. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we, we, we always, we had a weekly show, you know. We, we've always had a weekly show. When I was a kid, it was like Full House. It was the weekly show, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Roseanne. You know, we talked about Roseanne on Late Night Tonight once. Um, mm-hmm. uh, wrestling. <laughs> mm-hmm. Lots and lots of wrestling. Oh, gosh. Tons of wrestling, so right? Much wrestling. When you guys were teenagers, so much wrestling. So much wrestling. Well, actually, kids, too, from the time. Well, so much wrestling. So much wrestling, action figures, shows, uh, going to Blockbuster and renting tapes, just the video games. Um, posters uh, tickets to shows i'll be right back okay oh, oh okay she's okay, got something to show us oh yeah. that's exciting uh so yeah i mean re- wrestling was huge for us um and we we had a weekly show to watch whether it was that you know and then as time goes on tastes change um lost was on the roster we used to watch lost every thursday every week and also sunday nights desperate housewives um, Chandra says she's familiar with the characters, but she didn't watch Desperate Housewives. Well, it's available. I think it's on, on Hulu or something. You can check it out if you want to. It's old now. It's so old now. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's so old. Who's this little fool, like fool right here, Matt? That Who's that like little the fool million right dollar man, Ted DiBiase. And he got, look, he's got his luggage and everything. Yeah, he's got a little, he's got a little briefcase. I'm sure it's filled <laughs> with money because everybody's got a price for the million dollar man. <laughs> The only reason why I could find him so easily, this is one of Matthew's toys from when he was a little boy. It's marked on the bottom, 1997. Wow. It is. Um, the reason why I found him so easily is because I went in my store. He's for sale. So he's sitting right there. I'm going to sell your figures, kids. You don't even touch them anymore. The nostalgia. <laughs> the nostalgia. What if we happen across them one day and go, oh, yeah, what a good time it was playing with these. And then we put them back <laughs> in the box. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, so Kaiwan says, uh, this is the best show, but I hate the fact that they got rid of the daughter, the legitimate daughter in season two and season three. I hate the fact that they made it. Um, not, uh, I, I don't know what daughter he's talking about. Maybe Susan's daughter. Um, also, Gabrielle's other daughter. Uh, or, um, well, Brie had a daughter as well. Oh, yeah, she did. She did. Brie she... had a daughter as well. Brie's, the, Brie's daughter had a baby, remember? She had a baby, yeah. And then Brie, Brie was like, no, this is my baby. I'm pretending to have a baby. I'm going to have a fork yes. sticking out of my belly because I'm pretending to have a baby. You guys, now, if Brie were in today's world, <laughs> what would Brie be known as what would society call Brie? I mean, she's so prim and proper. She wants to make sure that everybody stays where they belong. She'd probably call the cops if she needed to. She definitely wants to talk to your manager. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Brie, Brie was the uh, she was she was the she was the um the the template. Yeah, <laughs> the original Karen. For Karen. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I guess that's a good that's a good one to start with. We can just start with Brie because you know we we were intending here to uh, to rank the Desperate Housewives, and this is how this is going to go, folks. We're going to rank the Desperate Housewives from our most favorite to our favorite because mm-hmm. there isn't a bad one, you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's no worst. There's just the ones that we really liked and the ones that we really liked, you know. 
I'm <laughs> going to write their names down on a piece of paper because I think that visual will help me. Sure thing. Yeah. You know, um, I'll, I can get uh, Bree, Edie, Susan, Gabriella, Lynette, and uh, Mrs. McCluskey. Okay, we got Lynette and Bree, Susan. Yeah, and Gabby. Gabby. And then uh, Renee, Edie. Renee. And Mrs. McCluskey. And Mrs. McCluskey, yes. And you know what her first name was? Karen. Karen? <laughs> <laughs> and Chandra, you win the, the, the fake prize. Because, Mom, you asked the question, what would her name be? And Chandra says, Karen. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, you know, you, you get the bragging rights for being able to answer that correctly, Chandra. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Uh, so, so I'm just, you know, really grateful. Mm -hmm. I'm just really grateful that society didn't decide that that girl's name was going to be Catherine or Kathy. Because I feel bad for women named Karen now. You're so worried about it. <laughs> okay, so let's start. Let's start with Brie Van de Camp, mother. Yes, there is now a picture of Brie Van de Camp below us. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, I, I do enjoy playing with the with the with the with the producing. I guess you could say. Are you on yeah, this particular it, it, show. Yeah, I, I rewatched last week. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Chandra Very good. Now. Good, Chandra. You take so Brie, you know, Brie, um, when she first came on the show, she had, she was with Rex. Rex was still alive. She was with Rex. Yeah, yeah. And then Dr. And then, Doctor. Mm -hmm, and they were having troubles, of course. And I think she wound up having an affair with the pharmacist who killed Rex. Yes. <laughs> and gave him the wrong dose of his medicine. So he had a heart attack and died. Yeah. Pretty and sure then she, and then he became like a stalker dude, and she had to get rid of him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the tension of the first season. That was her big server. I guess the second. The, yeah, that was the, the big tension of the first season because Rex died in, at the end of the first. By the way, spoilers galore. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen this and want to, I'm going to spoil you like crazy. Go watch it and come back. If you want to watch it and haven't, come along for the ride. If you want to be spoiled, if you have watched it and loved it, <laughs> stick around. Uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that that was that was her big story. Of course, so the launching off point of this entire thing is that this group of friends were poker buddies on Wisteria Lane. They all had their their lives. They were housewives. Uh, you know, um, all of them kind of either worked from home or didn't work in the beginning. Yeah, and they all came together and uh, would and and Mary Alice, right? What yeah, so Mary Alice, Alice was a part of their, their crew as well. So there was originally yeah. five of these poker players. Mm -hmm. But Mary Alice wound up killing herself. She did. And that was the launching off thing. Like, that was the very first thing that ever happened in the series was uh -huh. you have Mary Alice's um, voiceover of like, this is Wisteria Lane and here are my friends and, and then mm -hmm. blammo. <laughs> I'm, and, and I don't know if they still do it. They probably don't anymore. But Universal Studios, the tram used to drive you down Wisteria Lane. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they do. I don't know if it's still there. I don't know if they replaced it with something else. But I, I wouldn't uh, be surprised if so it's gone. The last time that I recall us visiting Universal Studios together, they were still filming Desperate Housewives at the time. And when mm -hmm. we were on the tour, we couldn't go down Wisteria Lane because they were actively filming the show at the time. As yep. a matter of fact, they were like, everybody has to be quiet. I remember. And then he was like, we're back. Mysteria Lane. And we continue to do it the door. <laughs> and then we got away from it a little bit. 
yeah. and then he's yeah. talking normal that's, again. That's when that's when the shark jumps at you. Yep. <laughs> so Bree, so Bree, yeah, yeah. So so these friends came together, um, playing poker. Mary Alice takes herself out, and then and then drama. You know, every single mm-hmm. season of Desperate Housewives, there's some sort of secret on the block. Somebody has some sort of Always secret. Something. There's drama. There's revelations. It's deadly. Um, the ten, ten, just tension galore. Um, and also mm-hmm. comedy galore. It's just, it's a fun show. It's a fun, <laughs> fun show. Uh, that, that hits all the beats. You know, it makes you laugh, makes you cry, keeps you on the edge of your do you seat. Rem- do you remember that, that Susan was doing fans only before there was fans only? Yeah, like just being an inter- <laughs> internet girl or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> she clean, cleaning her house with her inner chunks and stuff. <laughs> Always trying to make ends meet, that Susan Meyer. So Brie, of course, is one of them. You saw the entire cast below us when we were chit-chatting just about life. They had all them up, but now they're gone. Now we've got the dark green for our most favorite and the light green for our favorite. And we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this right, we're gonna do this well. So, I don't even know who my favorite, favorite, favorite so, is. So we'll so you know we'll we will continue going through, we'll talk about it, and we're we're gonna decide where, you know, if we're just gonna figure it out. We're going to figure out. So, Brie, uh, first season, Rex. Second season, um, I don't remember, uh, but the, there was there, there was Orson, who was her husband. Orson was cool. That whole Orson was the was one in the wheelchair, right? Orson was in the wheelchair, yes. So, Orson uh, got hit by a car. Yeah. And that's when he became evil. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he wasn't evil. <laughs> well, he had a secret before because, of course, they all had secrets, right? Um, yes. Uh, and his was, I don't know, being involved, hitting, hitting, killing somebody, hitting somebody with a car. I don't remember exactly who it was, um, mm-hmm. but he had a secret he was hiding. He was covering it up. Um, his actually, I don't know if you remember this, but he was, he was introduced first with Susan. He was a blind date that Susan was sent on at the end of one of the seasons. And when they opened up for the next season, he had been with Bree for a long time. Yeah, so I don't know if they made oh, it. Oh, was made it the five-year jump? Maybe. Remember the five-year jump? No, you see, it couldn't have been the five-year jump because um, because in the five-year jump that they had after season four or something like that, the days of our life stole, totally stole. Um, she had uh, really fleshed things out with Mike Delfino. And then after the five-year jump, we found out that they're not together anymore. What? Mike and Susan just always not together, chasing one another for years. Even when they're together, they can't stick with it. Yeah, and they even had a baby. Yeah, they even had a baby, MJ. Yep. Maynard. <laughs> Maynard, yeah. <laughs> so, Bree, she, so she got kids. She, she's got Danielle and... um. Oh, no, I should have done some research before this. Danielle and her 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 kid. Her gay kid. <laughs> Brie had the gay kid. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. Talking about Brie. Yeah. I don't remember the boy's name. I don't remember I'm sure boy's I see name his either. face in my in my eyes. In my mind. Oh, tenth floor podcast. You gotta love it, right? These <laughs> kids. <laughs> Housewives. Uh Danielle and Andrew. Andrew, oh, Andrew, Andrew. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so crazy world. So here's the thing. Um, she she didn't want everybody to know that Danielle was pregnant. And at first they didn't know if, if it was the Napa White kid or if it was somebody else. And it wound up being somebody else, which worked out for Bree mm-hmm. because if it was Matthew Applewhite's baby, then there's no way she would have been able to pull it off herself. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, 
in any case, so she takes so she takes a baby and, and is like, well, this is my baby. She has a fake pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness gracious! All of that. Yeah, to... like that. She would borrow the General Hospital <laughs> belt. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so on top of that too, so you know, there's a whole Andrew situation, and because it gets so out of control, and she can't deal with it so much that she leaves him out of town. I remember that she dumped him like a dog. Yeah, she, yeah, it was one of those like, hey, you want to go to Disneyland, and then like takes off, you know, mm-hmm. at the gas station or something. Yeah, yeah. He had to find his way back. And of course, you know, all that sort of stuff. And eventually they do and everybody's happy. Um, but yeah, my goodness, such tension between her and both of her kids. There was a point where both of those kids were gone and it was just her. Orson. With yeah. his secrets. Now, when it comes down to She's it. a terrible mother, actually. <laughs> bad mama. <laughs> bad, bad, bad mama. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that, Orson. Orson doesn't. I don't think Orson passed away, but they definitely, um, they definitely got a divorce because he just... He went, he went off the deep end, Orson did, mm-hmm. with secrets and murder, lies, betrayals, <laughs> money, uh, being mad. And, and he that was she's very jealous of our, you know, remember she, she got like, she had like a, a cookbook and she got oh, a little yeah. famous After that and stuff. five-year jump, she, she became a, just, she wasn't like Martha Stewart, you know, she was just yes. big in the, in the homemaking business yes, of she, homemaking he was, jealous, he was jealous of all that too. yeah because well part of it was because her name was brie hodge but she was using brie vandekamp professionally mm-hmm. and she's and he's like why she's like that's that's vandekamp like why wouldn't i use Van- i'm gonna hodge come on let's get real uh but yeah so so ultimately that didn't work out but brie ended the series ma hooking up with scott bacula and that's a win I think that's a win. People like Scott Bakula. Yeah, I like Scott Bakula. <laughs> he played some sort of lawyer, helped her out, helped out at the jam. Mm-hmm. Either some sort of some sort of book jam or the the, the legal jam that was the final season of trying to <laughs> pre- prevent the cops from arresting everybody for killing a guy. Because that was the thing; like they weren't necessarily responsible for the troubles. You know, like they were involved, their families were involved. But when it came down to it, none of them was like the killer, you know, until that last season when one of them was. And so that was a good, that was a good twist. So Brie, as it stands right now, is the only housewife we've discussed. So that makes her our most favorite. Actually, there's more to go. uh, Do you want to know where she's placed for me? Absolutely. I would be curious. Dead last. Really? Wow. She's my favorite, least favorite. Your favorite. She's just your favorite. She's not your most favorite, but she's your favorite. So Bria, um, so Bria, she, she is, um, she's, she's the worst person of them all. That That's is for why, sure. That, yeah, she's the most pretentious, awful chick. <laughs> yeah, she's she's terrible. She's a terrible human being, and was for the entire <laughs> series. Even at the end, she was bad. Mm-hmm. Of course, she had her moments. She was the lead in the show. Of course, she had her redeeming moments, redeeming qualities here or there. But for the most part, if somebody was going to make the most effed up choice on this show, it was going to be Brie. Yes. So, uh-uh. <laughs> no, Reno. Yeah. No, Brie, no. Yeah. No, Reno. But by default, she's in first place right now. All right, let's see. Let's see if we can be more focused here as we talk about Susan Myers, who for me would be in dead last. You and I are 
are very different. Because you'd put her at She's the top. She's my huh? number two. Really? See, here's the thing about about Susan. I was never truly invested or interested in her story, her journey, her job, her relationship with her kids, um, her relationship with Mike. I, I grew tired of the chase between her and Mike Delfino, even when I was a younger man. Um, I, I, I was just never really sold by her. her troubles, her problems, how she was dealing with things, all that sort of stuff. I, I liked her because she was such a goofball. She was a goofball. Now that's for sure. So, <laughs> so Terry Hatcher of going. So, Marsha Cross plays, uh, say, plays Brie, famous for Melrose Place. So, mm -hmm. if you know her from that show, then you get an idea of who Brie was. Yep. Terry Hatcher plays, uh, uh, plays Susan, who I know from Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman, and you know her from being the daughter of your boss from that one place. Yeah, she was, um, uh, <laughs> Owen Hatcher, um, her dad was uh, one of the higher-ups at AMD um, and at one time at Advanced Micro Devices, AMD. Um, I worked there. My husband worked there. My mom worked there. My stepfather worked there. He wasn't my stepfather yet. Um, <laughs> my brother worked there. Goodness, anyway, family Owen Hatcher was one, one of the... Um, he worked in that building. He was a manager... But at a high, you know, couple of levels above who I'd be talking to on the regular. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember there was a picture of Terry um, on his desk. And I believe it was from when she was a cheerleader. I mean, she was just getting started in her career at that time, I'm sure, being a cheerleader and then making it over to like being the guest stars on like Matlock and Murder, She Wrote and those little things that she did in the late 80s and 90s. Uh, I don't know exactly what her big break was. I don't know if it was Superman or something just before that. Uh, but I definitely remember her as, as Lois Lane from Lois and Clark. Uh, the New Adventures of Superman. ABC is also on Sundays. I'd watch it with my grandma. <laughs> Dean Kane, who's such a big letdown as a human being, it seems. I don't know. I don't know him personally, so I can't say. What? Yeah, he don't he don't have a good reputation currently. No, no, he doesn't. He doesn't. But yeah, you know what? He was he was a fun little Superman. He was the Superman of the nineties. He was the Superman that we needed for the nineties. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but that is not Desperate Housewives. That's super. That's Lois and Clark. Uh, Susan from like I said, Susan for me is is closer to the bottom. I'm I'm just I'm really like I said had been un uninvested. Uh, she had the comedy though. She was the one that was falling naked in the bushes. She yes! was the artist. She was, she was the one that wound up being like the sexy maid for the internet. Like she was the one who had the silly stuff happen in her life. She had the silly stuff. Yes. Yeah. She would be the one that got caught in the sprinklers she on the lawn. Clumsy. Yeah. You know, she was, she <laughs> fell in the pool in the premiere. Yeah. You know, like she was just, she was just a, a clumsy, just a, mm -hmm. no, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. <laughs> what are we talking about? So yeah, she's my number two. I found her entertaining. I found her entertaining. Well, we'll compromise. You might, she might wind up at that third then, you know, on And average. I liked, and I always liked her, I, I thought, I liked her and Mike Delphini. I did. I mean, they had, they had that, that classic romance. They, I don't think that they ever really had that will they or won't they. It was, it was a more of a when they type of deal, you know. <laughs> um, but they, they had the, other than Lynette, I guess, the most, Gabrielle had a pretty consistent one too, but when it came to like like 
No, Lynette owns that. Uh, when it comes to like that, the solid loving relationship. Uh, but when it, I don't know, just that classic chase of each other, the two people who, who should be together, you know, these two, these two crazy kids deserve one another. Um, yeah. Then Mike and, and Susan, I think definitely got that. So we, we could put her at third. And she just couldn't get out of her own way a lot of times. You know, and it's because of that silliness, you know, immaturity mm -hmm. still kind of being the, 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 and she's not dumb. She wasn't ditzy. She was just clumsy and goofy and anxious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, no, he doesn't. DC doesn't have that. She's talking about Dean Kane. That's what it is. DC doesn't have the best rap right now, which is the comic book company behind uh, Superman. Uh, I think that there's mm. a delay in your broadcast. I don't know. Maybe. Probably. There's always a delay for me. Like you guys watch what we say a good 10 seconds after we've said it. And that's, that's been oh. forever. Mm. Yeah. This isn't live, 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 live. It's still pretty live though. And live. I've never been able to find like a dump button. You know how radio stations have like a dump button. Mm -hmm. So they can not wrap. I haven't found one on YouTube. So I really don't know what the delay is for. Uh, so if you can help me find the dump button. Mm. That'd be nice. Mm. Because then I can like dump things if I don't like what we said. And then we can pretend like we didn't say it. We can like do a tick too. And the show will be funnier. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, all right. Uh, Susan, yeah, she's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Uh, <laughs> uh, Gabriella Solis. Mother. Now, this is the one that Chandra says she is the most familiar with. Gabrielle is too much. <laughs> when season one, she she's uh, doing the pool guy. Yeah, she, uh, the gardener. Jesse. Yeah, Metcalf. the gardener. The gardener. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, and Jesse Midcat. That's who played it. Mm -hmm. Ooh, looking young man. <laughs> good looking young People man. Still think so. And he did like. Uh, didn't he do the reboot of Dynasty? Uh, I think it was in Dallas. Dallas. I think the it was in Dallas. Dallas. I think it was in the reboot of Dallas. Yeah. Yeah, with JR. JR was back. I even think that they brought back what's his name? Um Patrick Patrick Duffy. Really? I think they brought him back for it too. I don't I don't think it's still on anymore. So I, when it I comes down so. to yeah, it, yeah. I think that JR was always still like the hook character. And Larry Hagman passed away in two thousand twelve. I recently actually came across this information just by being mm -hmm. a nerd and being on the internet and just following that link to that link to that link. I don't, mm -hmm. I don't know why. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> oh, it was because I was thinking about, like, I, I was reminded that Larry Hagman was also in I Dream of Genie as, as the there astronaut. Was. And that is just such a different type of show and type of character that was I, I was like, let me look up Larry Hagman a little bit. And I read this little Wikipedia article. That's what had happened. So uh, he mm -hmm. passed away in 2012 while they were still filming the reboot of the Dallas show. Oh. And so after that happened, I think it, it lost a lot of wind in its sails. Because, mm. you know, I mean, that's that's JR, you know? Yeah, that's JR. You know, and like if he wasn't included in the reboot, would it have even happened? You know, mm -hmm. those are the questions that I can't answer because I didn't see much Dallas. Uh-huh. It was about oil. I know that. I didn't watch very much Dallas either. I wasn't a Dallas fan. I was a Dynasty fan. I watched mm. Dynasty every week. Was it one of those network things? Like, was Dynasty on ABC and Dallas was on, like, NBC or something? Probably. 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 <laughs> you were just a Channel 7 girl. But I, but I would, yeah, I was. Um, and I was working nights then. Mm. 
I always work in swing shift then. So I would work from like three in the afternoon till midnight. That's right. And, These my, are husband, shows. and my husband would tape it on the VCR where I could watch Dynasty at midnight when I got home. That is why I have absolutely no recollection of the show whatsoever. I have no recollection. Like everyone's, you know, older shows that you may have watched, you know, there might be a scene or a character or an actor or something where I'm like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so from such and such. I do not have this with Dynasty whatsoever. And you were very little, Matt. You were like, you were little, little. Oh, this was, this was, this was swapping the kids off on the freeway type of This is even before that. Oh my goodness. Before your sister was born. Goodness. Because I, I mean, I, I have vague recollection of the uh, of of waking up and getting in the car to be driven to your job to be driven back home. Do you really? I do. I do. Vague recollection, but I remember I, sleeping I, in the car. I uh, I tell you, I look back on it now. There was a lot of stuff, a lot of weird stuff that Dad and I did that I think a lot of people would just been wouldn't be willing to even try now. You got to do what you got to do to make it happen. We Even did. though it's the middle of the night, we can't leave these under six oh. kids alone. So yeah, my husband and I, we would, we would, um, we worked opposite shifts, and I would drive the kids to work with me in the morning, and we would swap them in the. We didn't even swap them. We would jump in the car and drive the same car back and leave the. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I have vague recollections of being being in that backseat sleeping. Uh, Sean just said she was remember, eight when Dallas started. When I I remember one night, one morning I got pulled over, and um, I got pulled over, and and he said, <coughs> "Speeding, uh, you're speeding." He says, "You're speeding. You're weaving a little bit. You're speeding. You're tailgating." I'm like, oh my gosh! And then he shined his light in the car what are all these kids doing in here <laughs> i told him what i was doing mm-hmm. this is what i do you know this is what we're doing to take care of our family and i was pregnant with your sister yeah and he let me go <laughs> so you find a few times i let let go because when it comes to police officers i always have a smart mouth and they give me a ticket every time this time no this time you were weaving and speeding with two kids in the car pregnant <laughs> trying to have an accident and he's like now nah, get out of here i'm <laughs> <laughs> so sorry for me <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, i guess i mean that, that was a struggle bus time but we made it we made Pretty- it uh, Chandra says that she was eight when Dallas started. So there's that. Uh, anyway, Gabriella, I actually found to be the, the funny one. I, I was so, I, I, she made me laugh, uh, with, with just her, her pretentiousness. Um, with, Gabby? yeah, yeah. With her pretentiousness, with her brattiness, um, mm-hmm. with her divaness, with her expectations. Um, <laughs> and then really when it comes down to it, the five year jump did so much more for Gabby than any of the other housewives on the show. Oh. Big time. Because there was such a stark change in her life compared yeah. to the other other characters she, on the show. It, it was incredible to see Gabby with a five-year jump because suddenly she has these two little kids. She has the two little kids. One of them is the, the most 10-year-old, five-year-old of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she has, she has, she's got these Juanita. two kids. Yes. Juanita's a pill. Yes. Uh, Carlos is blind and has been for a long time. And during like the five years of his blindness, like has had a huge... like 
personality shift mm-hmm. because he couldn't be that big time businessman mover and shaker person anymore. And so he really connected to like his soul. Um, mm-hmm. They had to sell all their, their cool stuff. They stayed in the house. Because it's the TV show. They have to live there. Uh, (laughs) But they stayed in the house. Uh, But they had to sell everything. She was frumpy. She didn't have the same makeup. She was wearing sweaters. Yep. And sweatpants. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, For me, Gabrielle is close to the top. Gabrielle is my number two. Um, And then when it comes down to it, she is able to. She's my number three. For you? Gabrielle's my number three. Okay. Well, we can can settle for number number two then. Because I feel like maybe our number ones are going to be the same maybe and i mean unless you're going to surprise me and it's mrs mccluskey um <laughs> i think our number one is the same <laughs> uh so anyway so but um but she was able she was able to bring the the comedy she was able to bring that pretentiousness and she was also able to bring the drama as well early mm-hmm. on in the show i have this this strong memory of her her and carlos were going to adopt a kid and ultimately it didn't work out the original parents mm-hmm. wanted her back or something or there was another family that ultimately was supposed to i don't remember exactly uh-huh. what the conflict was but the, they come and they take the baby away from her and in that time in just like the three days or whatever the kid was there gabrielle had like went from diva to mom mm-hmm. and they took the kid away and i just have this she's in this scene and she's like no don't take her away from me i've already fallen in love with her and just she nailed mm-hmm. it she just yeah. just nailed it what's her name <laughs> ava longoria yeah and i remember her i remember ava, ava longoria from uh, young and the restless oh she was on young and the restless she was on young and the restless before desperate housewives it was her that. first big it was her big first big a acting gig wow. well that's why Chandra she was on young and the restless and she was and she was with paul that makes sense that makes sense yeah i don't, I don't know i didn't know i've never been much of a y&r guy so i that that's cool that's cool look at that and connection. i i don't remember that much i was watching y&r when she was on it I don't remember that much about her storyline, but I think they went. She and she and Paul wound up having a kid. But I, what I remember about her seeing her, and she was super, super young then. Um, I just remember just thinking she was so stunningly pretty, yeah. just you know, just over the top pretty, just too pretty, really. So pretty, the prettiest. All right, we'll place her. We'll he was married her. to Paul Williams on mm-hmm. Young and the Restless. Okay. And I believe they had a child named Ricky. I think so. Hmm. But she wasn't on she wasn't on Young and the Restless all that long. A couple of years. Right. But long enough to be remembered for it. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Well, uh we'll we'll place her at two. We'll put Susan at three. We'll put Gabby at two. We already talked about Bree. Bree's low on both of our lists. Yeah. So Bree. Bree's dead last for me. Bree. Might be because last. Because she was just so awful. Bree's just last. I'm going to place her last now. I'm just doing it. I'm moving her picture over to the to the light green. <laughs> she is our favorite. She is our favorite housewife. <laughs> but not our most favorite. Not our most favorite. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Well, then that leaves the last of the big four, which would be Ms. Lynette Scavo. Lynette. Ms. Lynette Scavo. Lynette. Lynette, the I, one that had all of the kids. She was the one that had the those rotten little twins. Those rotten little redheaded twins. All of the kids actually <laughs> were redheaded. Uh, uh, Preston, Porter, Parker, Penny. Uh-huh. There Penny, was probably yeah. a fifth P that I can't recall. 
Then she she had a baby during yeah, the show. She was going to have twins, and then one of the twins survived, and the other twin didn't. And wound remember. up having one baby. Yeah, and it was it was a, it was it was a big deal to her because she had an, an issue connecting to this pregnancy. Because she was yeah. so done with children at this point with having more kids that she finds that she's pregnant and with twins again she went to therapy and was like i don't love these kids mm-hmm. she went through so much she she went through i think the most on the show yeah and lynette went through cancer on the show too yeah she was, she had cancer she was the one that got mary alice's letter um, I feel like she pushed a lot of the story forward just when it mm-hmm. comes to like the power of her personality, the power of her desire to do right. And I, I don't even want to say that she was like a righteous character. You know, mm-hmm. she wasn't somebody that was always like preachy or anything like that. But when it came down to it, Lynette always wanted to do the right thing by her family, by her friends. She was the most real too. She was absolutely the most real. Um, What's her actor? Yes. Oh no, I really should have done some research. <laughs> uh, I looked forward to Lynette every single week. I looked forward to her and 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 Doug Savant, mm-hmm. who played her yes. husband. I looked yes. forward to them. I thought that they were brilliant together. Um, I thought, I thought that I thought their relationship was something to aspire to. I was mad when they had their issues and were going to have a divorce and, mm-hmm. and, and he, it, did he cheat? Maybe question mark. And I'm like, what are they mm-hmm. doing to the Scovos? Remember they had their pizza place for a while. They had the pizza place. Like I really, really in Felicity Huffman. Thank you very much, Chandra. Uh, I really enjoyed. Felicity got in trouble in that whole, you know, college scandal thing. Yes, she, husband, she Bill did. Macy. Yeah, less has less less trouble than Lori Laughlin because she went. Yeah, oh yeah, I did that. She didn't lie oops. about it so long. <laughs> she did. She went, oops, my bad. All right. Yeah. I'll do it fifteen days. Yeah. <laughs> I am Becky. Should have learned something from her. Well, there we go. Sandra <laughs> says uh, Major Nelson of I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, and that's what we knew him before. We're talking about Larry Hagman now. Uh, that's where we yeah. knew him before Dallas. Uh, we were a Dallas, CBS, and a Dynasty ABC household. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You were just a Channel 7 girl. Anyway, so back to it. Lynette, number one for me, hands down, easiest thing in the world. Uh, like I said, I was I was the most invested in her story. I was looking forward to her participation the most. When the plane crashed and her house was hit and destroyed... Mm-hmm. Um, just, just, I could just list random things that happened throughout the show with absolutely no context for an hour. Uh, cause I remember it. So with the supermarket, mm-hmm. oh my goodness, the supermarket, if you don't watch anything else from desperate housewives, watch <laughs> the supermarket episodes with Lori Metcalf, <laughs> where she is this crazed wife of the supermarket manager who has been mm-hmm. cheated on and lied to and has just had her last straw with it and holds the place up watch it it's good stuff <laughs> it is good stuff and and speaking of Lori metcalf here's the thing here's the thing about this show they love to cast people that you're like oh it's the huh. They sure did. They did that with almost every role, even the main cast here. I didn't know. I thought that I thought that Ava Longoria was like the newcomer who hadn't done anything. But I didn't realize that she was the soap star that they picked to be on Desperate Housewives. Because mm-hmm. because you knew Felicity Huffman from other projects. You knew you knew all of the other main mm-hmm. four 
from other mm-hmm. projects. I just didn't know from Young and the Restless. So, so then that answers that. That's what her connection of, oh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, she yeah. was on that other show. They did that with all of the guest stars. Yeah, they did that a lot. You know, they did that a lot, a lot, mm-hmm. a lot. They even had, I don't know, I could go over the list. I could pull up a list, but it's going to be easier for you to do it. Um, but if, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was also something that was, that was fun is, is a new character will pop up and then you can have that conversation of, oh, that's from such and such, you know, I mean, yes. we've mentioned Scott Bakula, we've mentioned Lori Metcalf, um, mm-hmm. just briefly, uh, as to, you know, mm-hmm. the people that are on there. So that's easy. We're just going to go ahead and slide Lynette right there. Well, Lynette's my number one. And she's mine. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so as it stands right now, we've got Lynette as, as our most favorite, followed by Gabrielle. Because mm-hmm. we're this is a joint list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, followed by Susan. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's just a swap between the two for you. Yep. And I don't have Susan near as low as I want her. So, <laughs> um, so uh, Lynette, Gabrielle, Susan, blank, blank, three. I know Ava Longoria because she was married to Tyler Christopher. She was. Yes, she was married to Tyler Christopher. Yes, says. She was. And they weren't married that long, but they, but they were married like, when he was really popular in General Hospital. Mm-hmm. You know? We're married, yes. And I understand they always stayed in contact as well. That's awesome. They, you know, they had a... And I'm... I can only guess they probably split up over um, his problems. I couldn't tell you. But I can tell you one of the characters that didn't last to the end. And that's Edie Britt. No. No, she died. No, so yeah, they killed her off famously because uh, Nicolette Sheridan had a big problem with Mark Cherry, who was the showrunner and, runner and executive producer of, De- of Desperate Housewives. Big, big, big. She had a what? Out. Big falling out. Oh, big falling she out. She sued okay. them for disparagement and underpayment and all I, kinds of stuff. It was I actually do remember them, her suing them. Yes. So she was she she was killed off. I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember how many seasons the show was in total. So I can't say it was it was past the midpoint. Eight, I think. It was past it was the midpoint for sure. Because um, Renee was only on for two or three seasons. I want to say two, but she wasn't on near as long as eighty was. The last two, huh? Yeah. Um, and she wound up getting electrocuted and dying. And, and actually that last arc that led up to her death was actually a really good story too. Uh, <laughs> it had, um, see, I should, I should, I just, I didn't look anything up. I didn't look anything <laughs> up, but it has that one actor, Neil McDonough. That's his name. Neil McDonough. Um, who's that bleach blonde guy with the really blue icy eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, who, who again is one of those like, He's oh, a bad guy. from so-and-so he always mm-hmm. plays the bad guy. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, so he he was he was he was he was the romantic interest of Edie in her final season because she was she was mm-hmm. the single one. She was kind of the single, she was single one. She was the she was sultry, always enticing everybody. Single, real big old hoe bag. Yes, um, <laughs> just 
done up at all times and, and just yep. having stuff hang out and just, just, you know, she go wash her car in shorty shorts and like squirt the hose on herself and stuff, <laughs> right. you know, right? like, like do, doing the, 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 the poison uh, dance car, car dance, right. <laughs> Pour yep. some sugar on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, wasn't she with Michael Bolton at the time? I, I don't know. Was Ava Longoria with Michael Bolton? Sure. Oh, Nicolette Jordan. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know who her boyfriend was at the time. Uh, but she, yeah, she had a big falling out on that. Um, and wound up suing the show in like public fashion during the final season. Mm. That's when they went to trial and all that. And then the test of testify. And then one of the actors, the actor who played Mike Delfino, he had to testify on the show because they had killed off his character before the end of the series. And he was testifying on behalf of the show that he was treated fairly and they didn't kill me off because they were being mean to me. Oh. And people were like, what a spoiler. Oh my God. The courts have spoiled the end of Desperate Housewives. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, Nicholas Sheridan. Yeah, confirmed. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know. I didn't know anything about her and, and Michael Bolton. Um, yeah. So um, I actually, I really, I, I thought Evie was a great, part of the show um when it comes down to it though Ma, in the end i preferred renee i did too so i didn't even rank edie yeah didn't even really consider her a housewife no i didn't rank her hmm. well we're gonna put her second to last then okay um, and it has nothing to do with entertainment value or anything about her as a person or, or what she did with the show or anything. Just when it came down to it, Edie was very one dimensional until that last season. That last season brought Plus. way more depth to her because she had this whole romance and then found finding out the truth because Orson had ran over Neil McDonough's children or wife and, and kid, I think is, is what mm -hmm. that big secret was that ultimately split him and, and Bree up. Um, and so his whole mm -hmm. thing was to, to, to get in on the road by seducing one of the housewives and marrying them so he could get to Bree and Orson. Um, and so she has this whole conflict of like falling for him, having this romance, learning mm -hmm. what his plan is, and then trying to stop it mm -hmm. before she dies in an accident. Yes. Oh boy. I was watching a clip today. I actually saw Edie die. Well, there you go. Yeah, she got electrocuted with the with the with the light pole after getting in that little car accident while trying to rush to tell somebody about what Neil McDonough's character was up to. Mm -hmm. They had a big fight and falling out, and you can't, and I will. She ran out, um, emotional, crying, s uh, hit ice or oil or something, mm -hmm. smash, character done. And they had a full, like, and they, they treated it well, too. They had a whole funeral episode. They scattered her ashes. They had memories. They're like, what do we do with her kid, Travers? And I said, how do you name your kid, Travers? Uh, <laughs> uh, Chandra wants to know how long Vanessa Williams was on the show who played Renee. And I think it was about two seasons, two or three seasons. In the end. I think so, too. And that's who we can talk about next because she's the character that they brought in to replace Edie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wasn't the same level of like sultry vixen. Vanessa Williams, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, she wasn't the same level as of sultry vixen as 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 Edie was. Uh, she was a different kind, but she was still the, like the single one on the block. 
Mm-hmm. She was the new single one, how a uh, single character that came in. She's the one that had the revolving door of different potential romances. The one, the, the short term boyfriends rather than the season long love arcs. Of course, until that final season where everybody gets their time and everybody gets their due and everybody gets their ending. Uh, but actually, her character was wrapped up in, in Susan's whole thing. It was her boyfriend's troubles that got Mike Delfino shot at the mm-hmm. end of the series. Uh, but mm-hmm. Vanessa Williams was a great addition to the show. She carried the right energy. Mm-hmm. She carried the right attitude. Mm-hmm. They had her singing Christmas carols. Mm-hmm. Like they they really did well with having mm-hmm. with having Vanessa Williams on the show. And, I thought she was, it was a perfect pick. And she, yeah, she slid right in. Complete mm-hmm. immediate acceptance of this character on the canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, you know, it's unfortunate that eventually all that stuff about Edie and troubles with the show came out. But you weren't thinking about it at the time, mostly because the information wasn't there. But you weren't thinking about it at the time. It was just how the plot had progressed, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so, here's the thing. I, I liked her. I liked her. I can't put her above Mrs. McCluskey. I can't either. <laughs> I have her five at five. I had six people written down. Yeah. Lynette, Bree, Susan, Gabby, Renee, and Mrs. M. And I had Renee at five. Yeah. Uh, well, she's going to wind up being in the fifth position after all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, when, when it comes down to it, there's not a whole lot more that we can say about the Renee character. Um, because she, I mean, she she was there definitely um, as, as supporting big time. Mm-hmm. Um to support the other members of the cast, the other characters and their stories, to add her opinion, her flair, her whatever it is uh, that they needed her for. Um, so fifth position it is. You know, that's not last, though. That's great. That's not even second to last. No. Because right now we got Lynette, Gabrielle, Susan, mm-hmm. Blank, <laughs> Renee, <laughs> Edie, and Brie, mm-hmm. which leaves only one remaining housewife to talk about, and that's Mrs. McCluskey, who, unless we're going Mrs. to push McCluskey. her way up top, I'm not. I think that she's perfect where she is. And didn't we lose that actress before the show was over? Just after the show was over. Mm. Just after. You so, remember something about that? Um, Justin, Justin, Catherine Justin, I think her name was. And, Karen uh, McCluskey. She Karen was great. She was great. She was on every single season. She was the, the crotchety, cranky old neighbor. Um, I think we were introduced first when uh, Lynette's boys broke into her house and stole ice cream or she gave them ice cream or having some sort of issue or something. And the resolution. And she was worried about the freezer, right? I think her husband was yeah, in there. Yeah, so they wanted the ice cream. They were going to go into the freezer and she freaked uh-huh. out. Um, and so there was a whole thing. And then Lynette's like, okay, well, we're going to help you out with this. And then she, she would send the kids over to go like help her with chores or something like that. Eventually, mm-hmm. they find out that she has her husband's body in the freezer because <laughs> she hasn't reported that he's dead because she's still getting his social security checks. And eventually, she has to find out. Blah 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 blah. Um, the thing is, uh, what I find interesting is is Catherine Justin, uh, who after establishing time on the show and making friends and all that, like worked out with the producer Mark Cherry that they wouldn't kill her character off because she's like, I'm an old lady. Every job that I have is about how my character is dying, and I would love to not have to do that again. <laughs> and so they didn't until she came down with another bout of lung cancer in real life. And 
I don't know this for certain because I haven't read it in an interview and I don't know her personally, but it really seemed like she figured this was probably going to be it. And mm -hmm. so kind of worked that journey into the end of the show for her character as well. Yeah, it was, I remember it being so touching. I do. It was super, super touching. Super touching. What I loved about Mrs. McCluskey was she was, you know, she was no bitty and had her, had her nose in people's business, but she could take those Stavo kids didn't have no, she, she oh, no. Put, toe the line. Gosh, she, she, she was as granny as we can get really. Um, and that, I think <laughs> that's probably those twins. Yeah. Yeah. She, 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 she was able to put people in her place. She even got married to that old codger and was able to, <laughs> to run circles around him as well. Um, yep. <laughs> so like Mrs. McCleskey was, was, was an absolute joy in the show. Uh, when she was never a main cast member, never main credited, um, mm -hmm. only did a handful of episodes really per season, but every time she was on her, her impact was lasting and you mm -hmm. really, really cared about her as a person. Ultimately, mm -hmm. you wanted her to be happy. You wanted her to be well, uh, when the disasters hit the road, like the, 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 the tornado hit, I think there was one or the plane crash or all that kind of stuff. Uh, they even use like, is McCluskey survived or not as like a, a tension filled crux for plot and for episode and for drama and for conflict. So Here she, she was come with her Tupperware container fine as can be. Exactly. You know, <laughs> just, uh, I think also there was, I think with the plane crash, she, cause Lynette's house was leveled. And her whole mm -hmm. family was in there, she thought. And she she falls to her knees, screaming, oh, right. And then we had like the mid-season or season finale. And we're like, oh, God, what's going to happen? You have to wait several weeks or months before it comes back. Uh, and mm -hmm. it does. And um, I think what had happened was they rushed over to McCluskey's house because she was the neighbor. She puts mm -hmm. them in the closet. But mm -hmm. ultimately, McCluskey's sister doesn't survive mm -hmm. because of all of this stuff um but it was like i think they didn't show it they might have shown a flashback um but i remember her telling the story about like her sister like staying on the outside and holding the door closed and did it da, 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 save everybody and i'm like uh, uh. <laughs> now don't quote me on that i could be way wrong about the details of that particular plot line but uh the, the emotionality is what matters and it was there and she brought it, and I loved it. And, of course, you know, Mrs. McCleskey is a big part of the, the final storyline. She takes the rap for it. So so, so uh, Gabrielle knocks the hell out of her uh, pedophile stepfather and kills him. Or was it Carlos Remember. who did it? Was it Carlos or Gabby? It's Carlos who did it. So Carlos does this. Remember. And so they, they're trying to hide it. And that's the whole season story arc is trying to hide that. And he's got connections to the mafia, which turns into um, Renee's mm -hmm. story and leads to the death of Michael. Like it's all connected. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and ultimately, <coughs> ultimately frail old Mrs. McCuskey takes the, the witness stand and confesses. Mm -hmm. I broke in and I did it. And the lawyers are like, <laughs> How could you possibly do it? And she's like, you you don't know what a person can do when they're properly motivated. <laughs> and you and there's like this this understanding of like everybody in town who's like, of course, everybody in town comes to watch this trial because it's the four leads who are on trial. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so the gallery is full. 
And um, I just I just remember looking at the faces of all these people and going, not a single one of these people believe her. Mm-hmm. But the judge was ultimately like, okay, what are we going <laughs> to do? Mm-hmm. And so basically, you know, uh, instead of taking her prison, they're like, what are we going to do? Send this, <laughs> this old cancer filled person to go die in three weeks in jail. They pretty much just let it all go. Mm-hmm. Ah, what an ending. And then we do the ghost <laughs> march at the very end. Um, it, it carries no emotional impact if you haven't seen the show. So if you've never seen Desperate Housewives, I'm not going to go recommend going and, and watching the, the closing shots. But if you have watched Desperate Housewives, they've got Mary Alice's final voiceover and as many of the actors as they possibly could mm-hmm. that played characters that died on that show, they brought back to dress up in white and stand on the road as Susan was driving off as the last remaining housewife still on the block before moving on. Mm-hmm. And it was it was a solid closeout. It for was the show. It really it was. was. So our final order, Mom, Lynette, number one, most favorite. Yep. Followed by Gabrielle, mm-hmm. Susan, mm-hmm. Mrs. McCluskey, Renee, mm-hmm. Edie. And poor old Brit there at the end. Now, here's the thing. <laughs> I think Brit at the end is just indicative of the style of podcast that we have, the style of <laughs> entertainment that we enjoy, all that kind of stuff. Because I am sure there are millions of Desperate Housewife fans out there that are like, you put her in last past the recurring characters? <laughs> what? Well? She wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Chandra, it was a really cool closing shot. Um, if you if you have time in your life to pick up another show, if you just finished something else and you're like, yeah, what do I want to fill my time with? Desperate Housewives it truly is worth it. It really is. It's really, every, really good. I think every it's season one of the is shows worth it. Matthew, Matthew and I watched it together. We watched it together. It was, you know, um, I, 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 not from the very beginning because I had some very in and out time when it comes to living at home. Um, but I mean, we had to like, we, we had to like a couple of seasons, we had to, uh, just, uh, catch up. Yeah. And, so uh, we would watch live when I was in, and, and then when I left Tracy, uh, the city of Tracy, not the person, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we, yeah, we would, you would DVR. And when I would come to visit, you know, on Sundays, uh, we, we, we would catch an episode or two Yep. until we finished it off. Oh, good times and memories. So that was us ranking Desperate Housewives and just talking about life. That was it. That's Desperate it. Housewives. Shoot <laughs> <laughs> me again. Oh, I think I think an hour and a half is long enough talking about this stuff. Thank you, thank you all for joining us. Thanks, thank guys. You so much. Uh, it was a good time. It was a good time. This went way, way later than I thought, but we we chit chatted about nonsense way way longer than I thought too. We did. That's fine, though. We Whatever. Did. I ain't doing nothing else right now. <laughs> I got nothing to prepare for. I got nothing to plan for. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Got a lot of stuff to do tomorrow, too. So, that's it. Desperate Housewives is super fun. Next week, Mom, we're going to talk about Lost. We're going to talk about Lost talk next about week? Lost next week. We're going to answer all oh those questions. Oh, my gosh. Questions. Oh, my gosh. If you didn't I watch Lost, you... I think that's you... Matt's... Is that not your favorite? One of my favorite shows. It's it's really difficult because I'm I'm you know me I'm somebody that's like when I'm into something I'm really into it. So my favorite thing kind of shifts. 
as time mm-hmm. goes on. Uh, it's it's really never anything new, but like my passion for something will reignite and kind of edge out something else, and then my passion for the other thing will reignite again and edge edge this thing. Out. Anyway, it, whatever. Um, I absolutely love the show. So next week we're we're going to talk about Lost. We're going to talk about our experience with Lost, and we will talk uh, we'll talk about all of those unanswered questions because folks, I've got all those answers. I've got all of them. You probably have deep dove lost a lot more than me. Uh, well, you know, I mean, so the show's been off the air for almost 20 years. It's been off the air almost 20 years? That's, that's terrible. Man, where at the, where is time going? It's marching away from me. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, almost as in like in six years, it'll be 20 years. <laughs> so it's you know it's like 14 years okay <laughs> but that's still a long time yeah probably 20 years since it started oh definitely definitely because the show lasted six seasons or so yeah and cynthia watchrose was on lost you're absolutely right chandra she didn't watch lost. She was. well you've got a week to binge six seasons she was libby yeah she played libby on lost <clears throat> so I, I don't know what to do for production but <clears throat> um Yes, yeah, so we'll talk about Lost. Uh, it, it it it's it's just a fun fun action adventure mystery show uh, that ended with a lot of I don't want to say a lot, um, but it ended with some questions unanswered, and also mysteries that are just like, huh, because uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> they're so convoluted, but convoluted in a fun way, like convoluted and like it's been really fun on this journey getting to this answer. But I don't really understand what it means. Uh, but I've got those explanations. Probably watched the last three or four episodes of the whole thing. Like, you know, the last. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got all those answers. I've got those explanations. I can, I can, I can, I can tell you. I can tell you. Oh. Chandra will be here to learn. Well, thank you very much, Chandra. I appreciate you giving us your time, <laughs> even though we're talking about stuff that you have no idea about. <laughs> that's not easy for people i have i have friends and family who were like i i appreciate the fact that you have a podcast i click on it every once in a while but i really can't invest in listening to it because i have no idea what you're talking about mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and i, I always tell them the same thing start watching start watching or just like, wa- start watching our show every week we, we talk about the same characters <laughs> <laughs> maybe you can follow along that way or watch or watch Days of Our Lives and you or can be Days, days and Dummy yes. with us. Which is our next show. Days of Our Lives. Days for Dummies, 9 a.m. Sunday. Be here for that. And then 11 a.m. Sunday as well for 10th Floor General Hospital, 10th Floor GH. Big, 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 big stuff to talk this week on both shows. No. <gasps> Plus, both shows. we will also talk about... Them boys from Days of Our Lives gonna be in Playgirl magazine. You ready to see some rippling abs? I guess. Are you ready to see the top of somebody's bum crack? Because that's all you're getting. You know, it's all it's all good, but I don't really care about all that. Uh, so, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. And when the magazine drops on, um, you know, digital newsstands near you, uh, we won't be able to show you the pictures because those are copywritten. When does it come? When is it? When it's is coming it in the spring. I don't know exactly what Oh, in month. the spring. Okay. But yeah, it's a big spring issue. Big special spring issue. 
Mm-hmm. So we'll talk it's about that not, on Sunday. It's not a bunch of soap opera, different different fellas from different no, shows. It's just days. Just days. It's, like, it's like six dudes from days. One of them, we don't know. It's like this dude who played a character named Paul. Oh. I don't know who that is. But other than well, that, my it's... favorite, my favorite fella on Days of Our Lives, as far as what they look like, is Mr. Brady, Eric. Well, I've got you know, good Eric, news for uh, you. Uh, I'm, he's probably one of the dudes. Yeah, Eric um, Merstall. Brady. Eric, though, yeah. that's his first Eric name, Eric Merstall. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and so Brady. He, he's going to be in it, man. kind of hot. He's going to be in it. Alex is going to be in it. Xander's going to be in it. Brady's going to be in it. Lucas is going to be in it. Hmm. <laughs> this Paul person, uh, but not Carson Bolton. He's a good Christian hmm. boy, though, so that's probably why. Maybe he decided he wanted to do that. Yeah, yeah, I would imagine so. I don't know how you wouldn't invite him to do it. Well, the young man that plays Alex, he's got one heck of a body. He does. Mm -hmm. Maybe Brandon Barash was in it, too. He probably had the goofy spread, though. I can just imagine him being like that copper tone baby. Like, that just <laughs> seems to be his style for me. Anyway, we'll get into that on Sunday. Sunday, 9 a.m. Pacific time here live on YouTube with Days for Dummies, Matt Cat, and Professor Angela, of course, along with the chat. It's going to be yep. there as well. And then again, 11 a.m. for uh, 10th Floor, General Hospital, chit-chat and talk, all kinds of stuff to talk about. Like, why the heck did Spinelli ignore Trina? We're going to get into the details there, tell you exactly why. All that and more on the tenth floor, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, but 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 that's it for late night tonight. Thanks for joining us here uh, live or on the replay. Uh, leave a comment if you haven't. Just like and subscribe to the channel. Like the video. Subscribe to the channel. Uh, leave us a leave us a temp. I guess buy us a coffee. Buy us a coffee dot com. Uh, buy some merch. Mm -hmm. Follow us on Twitter. Tenth floor gh. Send us an email. Tenth floor gh at gmail dot com. Next week we'll talk about lost. And um, and that's it. I really don't know how late night shows ended because I never watched the end of them. Uh, thank you very oh. much to James Patrick Stewart. I'm sorry we had to bump you. We just didn't have time. <laughs> I love Matt. that. <laughs> I've been Matt. I've been Kat. And we'll catch you next time uh, here on uh, Late Night Tonight. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>